We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. This is Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Personally, this has been a struggle um, as to what is right and what is wrong, and I don't, I can't, you know, categorically tell you this is the absolute right decision. Um, this is an opportunity that we're providing for a young man that uh, is going to work uh, to continue to earn trust and respect as each and every one of us do every day. As I said, my own personal judgment on this um, wasn't the final say. Uh, it was just part of the equation, but having spent time with him and, and having a clear understanding of, I think, the, the direction that he would like to take his life in, I felt that if other teams that were going to be willing to give, um, and I'm not going to speak for other teams, if they were willing to give him a chance, I think we all have to look in the mirror and say, why wouldn't we be willing to give him a chance? Um, I've also come to the understanding that I don't, I don't think forgiveness is part of this, because if it had happened to one of my own children, I can't categorically say that I would have, but I also would applaud somebody that if, if you were willing to welcome somebody back into uh, for a second chance, then you got you got to walk that walk. Sure. So Don Sweeney, they're referencing a couple of very interesting things. One, he does in there, Andy Hart, say, you're right, I was not the top level of signing off on this. So it does sort of point to the owners had a hand in this one way or the uh, other. Or Cam. I mean, he doesn't yeah. say how high sign. I would have to think it at least made its way to the, the desk of ownership. He was trying to pass the buck there up oh, the ladder a little 100%. bit. Oh, 100%. If, if this goes south, remember, not just me to put in your crosshairs. And not asking you to forgive, but other teams would have done it too. You know, that is just a left turn of all left turns. Worst argument ever. <laughs> you know? Like, just so hey, The dumb. Rangers would have done it. If we hadn't done it, the Rangers okay, were going to so do let it. them do it. Yeah. Like, just because, I, I, I said it yesterday, you're taught as a little kid, if all your friends jump off the bridge, does that mean you should jump off the bridge too? Probably I'm going to, but it's not a great idea, Mom. I, I don't think I should. And the thing I go back to too is, like, he, he brings up as a parent and forgiveness if you're the father in this, and I'm going to say either father, don't you want to whoop Mitchell Miller's ass? Literally. Like, I know I'm being a hardo old school, and that's not the world we live in, but if I'm Isaiah's dad, yeah. I want to kill the kid. Well, yeah. If, if I'm Mitchell's dad, footage? I want to kill the kid. Yeah. Now, I'm guessing he didn't get that type of um, parenting, and that's part of the problem, how he's ended up, how he's ended up as a 20-year-old and gone through this process, but that's the way I look at it. Like, how embarrassed would you be of your kid? How, like, just, and, and of yourself. How did I let it get to this? They're in eighth grade. This is not, this is not, a, forget about the lack of clarity from their part of this was an incident. Yep. 
by most accounts, it was not an incident. This was a second grade through eighth grade, maybe through high school, rep- repetitive, racist bullying. I yeah. just, I, I and can't. As, and as many have pointed out, I'm sure Isaiah Meyer Carruthers right now has to relive all this stuff again. It's now being put back on a national stage. His name is being brought up. There's Instagram messages being asked for. His mother's back on the news. Yep. She's admitted that he's been suicidal. Like, how tough is this for him to go through again right now? Again, and and the idea that he is, I mean, I guess by the reports, he's like four years developmentally challenged. So at the time, that yeah. was a significant gap, a, a significant gap between an eighth grader who's borderline a high school he was at teenager. Like old level. He's a kid. Yeah. Like, the, the, it's a kid versus a teenager here, and that's part of this. I just... Don Sweeney just did so much, da- so much more damage. And but the question I would ask: We tend to be drama queens on the radio, correct? Like mm-hmm. we we overreact, yes, we, we go to extremes. Yes. Is this irreparable damage? Like, what's the true, true to Sweeney? Wor- n- n- just in general, the Bruins have signed Mitchell Miller. What is the worst case scenario? Irreparable damage, worst harm to the team, the organization. What? It's not irreparable damage, but I could see Monday at the home game at TD Garden there be protest groups outside of the Garden of some form or fashion. I don't think it's going to be a massive like riot and like thousands of people. But can't you see that? I mean, it's not unsimilar to some of the reaction to the Patriots had with Antonio Brown or other mm-hmm. you know incidents that they've had. Or could even be worse because as we said, bailing. I mean, you're involved with the Special Olympics. Yep. Does does the head of the Special Olympics make a phone call and say, yeah. "What are we doing here? This this is not in line with us, and we're we're in lockstep with you. We have a we're tied at the hip to you." Yep. There, there's a lot here. Now, now, do I think, you know, if they go on a four game losing streak, is this the reason? Probably not. But you just shrugged. <laughs> you know, like well, you never know. You, you hear Bergeron in that clip, and the voice quivering is telling that this is right. you know you've put your players through an emotional time now but does that translate to on the ice in yeah. the second period he gets beat or something is it because no. he was thinking about what a terrible organization he now works for i i think we tend to over dramatize yeah it, it would I, I could see it going into the background after a week or so right yeah because they're not the- even dealing with him right away he'll be out of sight out of mind down in providence well, doing yeah. his thing right i mean but there's crowds there and there'll be reaction there but i'm saying the players like patrice bergeron is not yeah. going to be putting on his skates sitting next to him yeah exactly at least not yet Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. always on the odyssey app a-u-d-a-c-y it's ken and curtis no curtis this week andy hart in and then he'll be sticking around for two more hours with fitzy after this lisa in the car back on the phones hi lisa yeah. hi um, I had three quick points for you. First of all, um, you said you mentioned his parents being embarrassed. Well, a first grader who's using the N word is losing is using learning that word at home, so his parents would not be embarrassed. Agreed. Secondly, calling this bullying is not sufficient. What this kid did was commit assault and battery. So let's not downplay it just by calling it bullying. And thirdly, I'm sorry for the background noise. Um, thirdly. His apology, he could deserve a second chance if he committed these acts as a child. And then once he became an adult and he reflected back on his abhorrent behavior, he reached out and made an, a genuine apology and said, I learned I was a horrible child and I've turned my life around. But he didn't do that. So he doesn't deserve a second chance because his apology is just 
fraudulent. It was done solely so he could secure a contract, and it's not genuine. So I'll leave you guys with that. All right, Lisa, thank Wait, you. Wait, Lisa, no, he said it wasn't because of his hockey career yeah, that that's, he apologized that 10 DM. days ago and not. Absolutely <laughs> um, not. Have you noticed the divide between a little bit our callers who are in lockstep with why'd you do it, doesn't deserve a second chance, and a little bit more of a, a leeway on the text machine, mm, the, oh yeah. the 413. Imagine never being able to do your job or over everything you ever said or did that was wrong. Like, there seems to be, and there's there's more of those mixed in on the text line, and I've made mistakes. You've made mistakes. We've all made done dumb things. I have not done something like that. Nope. I've never been in court. I've never, you know, the so to just say this was like a youthful... Well, that's Poor part of decision. That, that's part of the Sweeney press conference that was unnerving. Him trying to play that card. Yeah. Everybody's done things in their past. It's trying to play on your sympathy rather yeah. than take ownership of you are. You know, you're stepping in it here, but have plan A, B, and C to you know to rehabilitate the kid. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Just trying to lump this up as a youthful transgression. Right. He, you know, beat up a kid on the playground, and you know his life shouldn't be. Well, no, I agree. Like little things like that, even instances that may be bigger things but are truly instances singular decisions are are i think you can come back from this was i would even go a step further this is torture this is torture over the span of six seven years and that's not you know not everybody does that i don't believe everybody you know the three of us in here oh yeah we all did these things when we were nope didn't let's go to george and brockton hi george hi how you doing good how are you Okay, listen, um, I've been a Special Olympics coach and now a program coordinator for 30 years. And I've seen um, these type of things before. Now, what makes this unusual is this young man was um, being abused not only because of disabilities, but because of the color of his skin. So these are two separate issues that happened at the same time. Um, and for this to happen over the course of six or seven years, there is no way the school system was unaware. This, I'm telling you as a parent of children with disabilities and as someone who has been involved with hundreds of athletes over the years, there is no way the school system didn't know. And there's no way that that young man's parents didn't know that their son was doing that. And there are many guilty people here. Now, that young man who was doing that abuse probably learned it from someone else. Because if you take a bunch of three- and four-year-old kids of all different backgrounds and put them in a room, they play together. They, they learn to do these things from adults. So uh, I'm upset about this thing. I'm upset to the point that on Tuesday evenings, we have a Zoom meeting with the CEO of um, Special Olympics Mass. I'm going to be on that meeting, and I'm going to be asking for the Special Olympics of Mass to tell the Bruins you are no longer going to be a corporate sponsor of us. Now, I'm going to tell you that that involves a lot of dollar donations. But, you know, you have to you have to say something's right or wrong. If it's wrong, you have to stand up against it so that other people know it's wrong.
and they, if they see it happening, they will stop it. George, um, if, you, if the Bruins change their course and, and cut this player, would you change your mind? Can they still rectify things? You know, that's a tough question. I'm going to be honest with my answer here. Um, I Well, you know, I'm sitting at my computer. I just got in. Uh, we have we do one fundraiser a year, and I'm out collecting money and um, getting it ready to send to Special Olympics. And I know I see at every sport we do, at every tournament we have, I see the result of the donations made to us, the training we're able to give people. But I would wash my hands of them. Absolutely, in a second. Now, it's probably a good thing I'm not the CEO of a Special <laughs> Olympics mass. Yeah. Um, because I take this very personally. Of course. There are people that I have coached for 20 years. My own son, I've coached for 30 years. Um, and, and I take every single thing that happens to any of my kids, and, and they're all my children, I take it personally. And if you abuse one of my kids, I am going to be a terrible enemy for you. And and I don't forgive. Not in a case like this. That kid has not, well, I shouldn't say kid. I'm 75, so to me, he's <laughs> you, you people are kids, so he's a kid to me. But I have seen this over the years, and you can't forget that it happened. Yep. You you have to point it out when it happens, and you have to do something about it because I believe that if you don't do something about it, you're condoning it. Inaction is, is condoning it. Thanks for the call, George. Yeah. Appreciate your thoughts. Okay. All right. Thanks, George. Have a good weekend. All right. We are up against trending. More calls to come on this. A lot of reaction to the Bruins signing Mitchell Miller. Does he deserve a second chance with the Bees? Here's Nick Lapan. What's trending? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. This is Ken and Curtis on WEEI. 
Kenny Curtis, no Curtis today. It is Andy Hart after Kyrie Thompson did a noble two-hour uh, tour with me from 9 to 11. Andy's sticking around until 1 today. Fitzy will join in about a half an hour or so. Our Scott McLaughlin was on earlier, our uh, Bruins writer, and he's done a good job at the website, EEI.com. Check out all the uh, stories there on the Mitchell Miller signing. But also do want to give a shout-out to Matt Vitor of Mass Live. He has a column and a story with the mother of the bullied survivor, I guess you want yep. to call it, you know, in this case, that are very well worth your time. It's the best thing I've read on this topic so far, and he uh, has a personal connection to the issue, and uh, I would highly recommend it over at Mass Live for everybody to read it. And he just retweeted it as well, subtweeted it at Jumbo Heart on Twitter. We've had uh, steady callers on this all uh, morning here into the afternoon, as you can imagine. 617-779-7937. Bruins playing tonight on the ice. David Krejci is back in just in Yoo-hoo! time to field some questions on this <laughs> subject in Toronto. And it is like the timing of it. I do think 10-1, and one, the record, emboldened Sweeney to make this move now. But the timing is not great from national attention Canadian national attention tonight in Toronto, where the team is. That is just a bubble of hockey interest, and this drama will be exploited to the max up there, as it should be, you know, as as it is here. And then they come home for two games in short order. What is it, Monday, Wednesday at the Garden this week? And like our call of George, who just weighed in, a lot of people reacting to uh, to the George call, powerful, uh, you know, as somebody who deals, coaches Special Olympics kids. He's got Zooms this week. I imagine there will be plenty of other Zoom activity involving tentacles, people associated with the Bruins organization. It's going to be a very drama-filled week ahead. So when they get back to town, will he still be a member of the organization? Uh, you know, we had the one caller who said they can't, they have to stick with him now, and you kind of agreed with I it. Kind of, uh, for a period it's, of it's, time. It's a strong argument because they it makes them look bad, but I think I don't think they make it out of the week. I mean, I think Wednesday is my over-under day where they pull the plug just because the, the the reaction here is overwhelming. It is overwhelming and going to grow. Oh, yeah. And and George, you know, we're hearing these. We, we presumed there would be um, financial and business ramifications, yeah. and George put a face and a name to it. I'll be on a Zoom. I'll be saying we need to pull our relationship Special Olympics yep. with the Boston Bruins. We know whether that's right or wrong that that ends up being sort of the – the uh, be-all, end-all in sports and business, it's true. Advertisers, sponsorships, you know, we see it today with Kyrie and Nike. And uh, Kyrie's shoe is the most popular shoe in youth basketball. Is but, it really? Oh, without without a doubt. Without it, I don't know the numbers. Why, is it a good shoe? Uh, I, I assume, but, you know, throughout, and boys, girls, like, they all wear it at the youth level, the Metro, the 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 AAU level. You see those shoes. Are they throwing them out? Everywhere. What do you mean? Like, now that he's... Disassociated? No, no. I bet you there's some people that don't even know. What's it cost? Two hundred? They uh, probably around there. Maybe maybe a little less. But I bet you there's people that don't even know they're Kyrie's, and they just. I think they come in cheaper than LeBron's, and they're just more of a universal shoe or whatever. But it, that's a big decision for Nike. I I'd have to check. I, I'm pretty sure Darren Ravel tweeted something about it that it is the most popular uh, youth basketball shoe that Nike has. Back to the phones. Eddie and Franklin next up here on the subject. Hi, Eddie. Hello. How are you? Hey, how you doing? All right. What's going on? I'm sorry. I can still hear you. You're on. Oh, great. So, I mean, I, I, my problem is with this is, and don't get me wrong, I feel for everybody that's involved in this and in all this, but the problem, the bottom line is, like you just said about the money, the bottom line is this, this kid's a 40-goal scorer a year. There's 70% of this stuff all just goes away. Like like the Tyreek Hills of the world and all these athletes that that get forgiven 
for doing all this stuff. But now, now what this kid did when he was younger, obviously, and I get it. He's not, you know, a hundred percent remorseful and all that. Wow. I understand that. And I'm not, I don't want to sound like the, the cold guy that's, you know, bashing the special Olympics and all that stuff. But I mean, does, does a, a guy breaking his three-year-old's arm better than this guy or the sexual assaults that Antonio Brown and all these guys, like, like where does the line stop? It, the bottom line is if, if this guy's a star, no one cares. They're going to pay him the money and he's going to, he's going to make the organization money. Well, the players may care, Eddie. Uh, I mean, it's interesting. Fluto Shinzawa is in Toronto. He's talking now to some players in the dressing room. Here's one that's come out from Nick Felino on the Mitch Miller signing. Quote, it's hard for us to swallow, end quote. So where's the line? Well, one line might be guys don't want to play with him. Right. So that's one. I mean, I guess, there, that, as you said with Slater, there was that issue with Antonio Brown. They were forced to play with him yep, to a certain very extent long. <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> Uh, Tyreek Hill's teammates were forced to play with him, you know, uh, et cetera, and on down the line. But in this case, you've got a veteran team that's got stuff going well, and I don't think they're going to – I think they're, the team is going to force their hand on this as well. It, it feels – well, it feels like everybody's going to force their yeah, hand, well, whether yeah, it's multiple, public opinion, multiple. sponsors, players. like, And I feel like that should be – you know, eye-opening for Don Sweeney. Now, he said, what did he say? It would have been easier to not do this or yeah. something. Well, yeah. Oh, so it was like a badge of honor. We're taking the hard road here. Right. The, we had two roads in the forest. We took the tough road. The road less traveled is yeah. supposed to be, I guess, the, the more legitimate <laughs> my dad was, one. My dad was a principal. He went down the hard road. Yeah, I'm going I, there. I think you're learning that universally. And then you don't even take into account, like, okay, say he goes to Providence and say he's good. So this starts all over again yeah. when he actually has to come to Boston and step and face these guys who – Right now, they're saying it's tough to swallow. They signed him. How tough would it be to swallow to watch him put the jersey on next to you, to take the ice with you, to play with you? Like, that's a whole different level. And interact with you. That's another aspect. We keep bringing up Antonio Brown because of his off-field transgressions. You think Tom Brady learned a lesson about interpersonal relationships from A.B.? When you lie with dogs, you get fleas and all the things that he's done on Twitter lately. That's just that's another world. No, but that's my point. Like, yeah. it's not just the on-field or you know of his past transgressions or you know he's a bad guy when he's not with you. You're involving yourself in that world by connection, maybe directly or indirectly. What a disaster. Your decision would be to, to walk away. Yeah, you should have. What was he thinking? What were they thinking? God. I, and again, I get... We all have dumb ideas, right? You have dumb ideas. I have dumb ideas. You, but doesn't somebody in a meeting, when you try to, like, take the dumb idea public or mm-hmm. enact it, say... Hey Ken, that's a terrible idea. That's a waste of money. That's a you know, it's going to make us look bad. No one stepped up to the plate. He says community relations went out. He says I wasn't the final decision maker. Shouldn't somebody have said, "Excuse me, this is dumb." Like that Hulu commercial. We'll call it Hulu plus plus plus. This is dumb, and let's not do it. Well, not only that, just just the simple uh, X's and O's of they're in Toronto. This dressing room right now that they're talking in, I can picture. The number of cameras there, RDS, Sportsnet, Hockey Night, like I, it is like that. That is the worst place to have your players be to face the media. Your today. ten and one players. Your ten and one who players should be talking about why we're so good. Are we thinking about you know the Stanley Cup or the you know having the best record or what's the record for wins? Those are the thing. Those are the the noise. Belichick calls it noise and distractions. They should be talking about yeah. how good they are. You know, reading their own press clippings. Instead, the distraction is this stuff. Poor Nick Felino. Yeah. out Nick Felino. Well, that's the other thing. If I if I'm a player, I hide. I want no part in talking about this. I because you know, if you're going to be, do you lie? 
and and try to be the company man and the good soldier? Yeah. Or do you go against the company and be honest? Because I think we're seeing, I don't know what the percentage would be, but 90% think it's terrible, 95%. Mm-hmm. So nine out of ten players in that locker room think this is a horrifically stupid idea, right? Just statistically. And if they don't, they don't want to say that. Because <laughs> right. right. the they know doing... everybody else is against them. Right. What a mess. Larry and Andover. Hi, Larry. Hey, how are you? How's it good. going? How are you? Pretty good. Um, yeah, and I, I know, I'm sure, you know, it's very regrettable what he did. But when you guys were saying, you know, you know, uh, we've all done bad things, but no one's ever done anything like that. I, I look at Joe Mazzullo and I say, well, we've all done bad things, but it, but has anybody done that? You know, choking someone out, and and now he's the head coach of the Boston Celtics. Just need to skate right through that so easy. Well, you're kind of I don't know bit. which one. Well, the the one thing I'll say about Missoula, Larry, your phone's in bad shape. He can claim that was a, a one-off incident, like like Miller's trying to. That's he also one fought difference. a policeman or something. So it was it were two either two arrests, but, but one domestic battery at a bar, choking yes. a woman, allegedly choking a woman. And I'm sorry, like that is you can claim alcohol, you can claim crime of passion. You can claim one-off incident. Like, there's a few outs there that just aren't available in this situation. And I don't – I'll be honest with you. I'm going to – I don't know the total details of how that was handled at the time, how it's been handled since. He's avoided talking about it under the guise of, I can't talk about it legally or something, which yeah, is a little that. – that's a little unnerving, too, I got to say. Yeah, I don't care for that. Um, and the caller's probably right. Maybe yeah. we should yep. look more into that. Has he done anything – to sort of yeah, make amends, rebuild his you know career slash um, decision making as a man. Bill in Pawtucket, hi Bill. Hi, uh, fellas. Thanks for taking the call. Um, I just wanted to talk, make one point about the young man and his family. I mean, this has all been revealed, and my wife is a special ed teacher down here in Providence, and I'm a lawyer. And in my life, I've seen, among other things, what she brings home with her. And the one thing that really hasn't been talked about, and it really can't because of confidentiality, is, is the point that the people, these kids in special ed, they are in school until 21, and then they're let loose. They have to go and fend for themselves. They have to put together their own jobs, their own careers. Hopefully they've got job training in between. But the reality of it is is that their life expectancy is going to be a little bit less, and their parents are basically going to probably predecease. And unless, again, I do create special need trusts relative to some of these kids, but the reality of it is is that the confidentiality regarding them, the young man, and their parents is never going to be put back in the bottle. And, you know, we can talk all we want about the economics of the situation. We can also talk about this contract that this hockey player signed. And if they have an out relative to a morals clause and all of that and all the bad goodwill and all of that. But at the end of the day, this young man's life has now been interrupted again, not physically at all, but emotionally. And that's all I wanted to say. And, and Will, you do a great job. Thanks, Bill. And Will, every step of the way, if he continues in the organization, right? Well, that, that's the other thing. Let's say best case scenario for the Bruins He's on the Bruins, and he's, you know, the talk of some playoff run next spring and something like, mm-hmm. and then you turn on the TV and you're that family and huh. say there's a there's a criminal on TV. There's a there's a 
predator. Like unless he between on our now son. and then somehow there's an outreach to the family where he's welcomed in as like an honorary Bruin of some. You know, I'm just trying to spitball. Would you here. buy like, that? No, if I you're the family, I'd want no so. part of the Boston Bruins. Yeah, the way exactly. they've handled this. Hey, Don Sweeney, did you, have you talked to the family? No, but I I played a role in 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 Mitchell talking to the family. Kind of that might on be the sneaky most Instagram unnerving thing of it all. I mean, not the most unnerving because there's a lot here. There's a lot, but for the Bruins to not reach out to the family, not even try admit they didn't want. You, you know, know what that tells me? You didn't want to. You kind of wanted no. to do this. It's like seeking the opinion of a doctor that you know is going to tell you what you want to hear. Like I don't think they wanted to know the dirty details because they probably wanted to sign him. Yeah, God. Let's go to Mark in New Hampshire. Hi, Mark. Hello. Thank you for taking me. Um, I'm calling because I really think this is uh, every player in sports probably has character flaws. Some people drink too much, whatever. This is way over the line. And um, and Don Sweeney went to a very good school, St. Paul's School here in Concord. I'm sure he had an ethics class for one year. I did in an equivalent school around Boston for a year. And this is equivalent to taking on a person who said, who was a Holocaust denier and said Jews should be moved out of the country. I, I just he, – it's wrong. He's just wrong. And the way – if we're going to give a second chance to this man, he needs to go off and work and live and immerse himself in communities of color for a year or two so that he can wind up working on his character flaws. The ends do not justify the means here. And simply because he is a very good player and would make lots of money for the Bruins is not justifiable. And if other teams want to take him on, fine on them. They shouldn't do it, but if they do it, but at least the Bruins should not do it. I'm, I'm really sickened by the lack of ethics here. And this is a learned behavior by this young man. He grew up, children when they're born, are not racists. They are not. They learn it from somewhere. My guess is probably inside of his family, but maybe it was in his community. And he needs to go off and earn his contract by going and living and working for a year or two in communities of color. And maybe that will, he will get better introspection on what he did to this young man from second grade to eighth grade. All right, Mark, thanks for the call. Here's uh, more from Nick Foligno, by the way. Uh-oh. More quotes coming up. Poor Nick. Um, this from uh, the Toronto Sun. It was a tough thing to hear for our group. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think any guy was too happy because of how proud we are to say that this is a group that cares a lot about ourselves and how we carry ourselves and how we treat people. It's tough. It's a hard topic. The organization is not going to do something that would jeopardize the team's culture, but in saying that, it's not something that anyone in this room stands for. That wow. came from uh, Bruin Nick Felino right so now. Not just talking for Nick Felino there, talking for the room. Right, exactly. Which is not a tough thing. Uh, Bruins head coach Jim Montgomery says he did not play a part in the vetting process of Mitchell Miller prior to his signing. So nothing. he is saying, I was not involved. Don't look at me. I had nothing to do with this mess. I'm <laughs> go, the new guy. Hey, by the way, do you guys go, know I'm 10 and 1? <laughs> go talk to Tom about his walls. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, but smartly, I distanced myself from this yep. too. Absolutely. This is um is is it gets worse somehow as the hours go on. Like usually these things burn hot and then they kind of burn out and we move on to whatever the next hot topic is or just realize this ran its course. As the Bruins talk, as we listen more closely to the words from Don Sweeney, 
this gets worse. And we now have Gary Bettman weighing in. How about this? Oh, boy. Aaron Portsline, uh, who's a hockey writer, asked the commissioner of the league about the Mitchell Miller signing, and he says the Bruins didn't consult the league before signing him, and he will have to see, quote, a bunch of things, end quote, before he is even NHL eligible. Wow. So, so they, they signed a guy that's stuff. not NHL eligible. Jesus. That's how bad they wanted him. And by the way, how not very closely they vetted any of this. Did they even disaster. Google? They didn't make a phone call to the league. Who? What exactly did they? Oh, that's right. They sent community uh, relations out to talk to him for a couple days and tell him to IG the guy and, and say sorry, but it's not about hockey. 617-779-7937. More your calls on what the Bruins are doing here. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. All right, if you're just joining us, the Mitchell Miller story continues to evolve. Bruin signs. Obviously, a controversial uh, signing here, an entry-level deal for a player who admitted to bullying and racially abusing a developmentally disabled peer. Uh, this is, of course, not an incident, but over a systematic bullying over many, many years. The details have been out here for about uh, 24 hours now. But now we are learning that Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, claims to have not been consulted before the signing, and he's not NHL eligible, this player, who they went out on a limb on a big you know, the limb, if the limb is the fan base, I mean, it's hanging on by a thread, right? 5% of the fan base maybe, maybe. supports the second And most of them or... aren't strong. Like, you can almost, we've had calls where if you sort of push back a little, they even kind of cave in on their whole, everybody deserves a second chance. And, uh, you know, you and I joked about it a little off air, but uh, 207 says, good time to fire Neely and Sweeney. <laughs> well, honestly, if like, they didn't consult with ownership. Or the commissioner's chance, office. Well, they, which we know they didn't do that. But if ownership's not behind this, could you see this week Neely and Sweeney being fall guys for this and let go and just hey, this was not us. We didn't. But it's it, not. It's not unreason. It's not. It's not unthinkable. Put it that way. It's not unthinkable. I, I do it, think but... it would be extremely surprising. I mean, that would be really, really stun a, a ten and one hockey team. Yeah, firing their president and their GM over the signing of a controversial minor league player. But it's not as crazy as it would have seemed, I don't know, 12 hours ago, 24 hours ago. Well, because if the players are not behind it either, then you've got that problem on your hands. As our Scott McLaughlin points out, the Sweeney-Neely combo here didn't consult with the league. They didn't talk to the victim of the family. And they apparently do not have the approval of their own dressing room because now you've got Nick Foligno saying uh, it's hard for us to swallow, among other things. And. Wasn't this offseason to some degree about the approval of the dressing room? Yep. Didn't they change coaches because of the approval of the dressing room? I have to believe so. So they, they made a change in terms of a management position based on what the players want or yep. didn't want, but they made a decision about a minor league hockey player, and they don't care what their players want or don't want? Right, and that's probably how you got Krejci back, right? Because they made a coaching yes. change, and he agreed to come back. So you listen to these guys. That's obvious. Until now. Uh, well. Uh, Until you put Patrice Bergeron in a spotlight and a video and made him speak for the team in which he clearly didn't want to be speaking for the team. Let's go to John in Westboro. Hi, John. Hi there. Uh, thank you for taking my call. As a longtime listener, 
I cannot remember the absolute anger and vitriol towards one human being. If somebody was on Twitch chat yesterday, it blew up with new people signing in to make comments against this individual. And I'm hoping Boston's uh, Bruins are listening to this. It's Can you think of one situation where so much hatred came out? Oh, boy. Uh, um, not as universal. Not as borderline unanimous. Albert Hainsworth was pretty bad, if I recall, but I don't know. I mean, More goodwill with the Patriots, more trust in Bill We Trust. They had a, a better history of rehabilitating players and taking strong culture and locker room. And Ron Renneke was a lightning rod. Yeah. It's a bad joke. Different. Um, bad joke. Take the nicest man, like that joke. nicest man and then compare him to the worst <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm does, kidding. Does what's his name still do like the worst person in in the worst America in the world? Uh, Olbermann. Because I think Mitchell Miller might. I don't uh, know. Don Sweeney might qualify now based on bringing Mitchell Miller in. Let's go to Rob in Minnesota. Hi, Rob. Hey, how's it going, guys? I just I think this the story and I heard about it yesterday. If if you think about it, if the Coyotes as an organization in the NHL is you know it's a it's a basement, right? It was in bankruptcy. It's a terrible, terrible organization, really, like historically. If they had the foresight to dump this guy and get rid of him, it just goes. It just shines a, a huge light on the glaring hole in, in uh, Bruins' leadership. I mean, um, Arizona is a very completely different place. I mean, socioeconomically, politically, it's a, it's it's much different than Boston. And the fact that Sweeney and and, and Cam Neely uh, made this decision is just just baffling it's it's, it's I, I can't even believe it really to be honest well the one thing i will say before we take a victory lap and, and praise the coyotes they were uh retroactively responsive they drafted him and then the arizona republic did the expose and they renounced his rights other teams if you read some of the the background stories had proactively removed him from their draft board so i think those teams deserve as much credit or more than the coyotes who dealt with the public backlash, and then said, okay, it's too hot for our liking. Let's get rid of this kid. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know that, but I, I think that um, if there was any place that they could have gotten away with this, you'd think on paper it would have been in Arizona. But to bring, to bring this kid to, to Boston, um, you know, Don Sweeney and Cam, Cam Neely is my favorite player of all time. This, is, this just looks so incredibly bad. It's an incredibly bad situation, and I don't think it's an overreaction. And I do think that the fact that you said it's an overwhelmingly uh, everybody's kind of in the same mindset on this decision um, just goes to show you how poor uh, of a job, uh, just a, a gap in, in the leadership decision-making process of, of Neely and, and, and Sweeney. It's just, just yeah. horrendous, really. Yeah, right, Rob, thank you for the call. A I'm, gap I'm in the Bloom, leadership process. I am Bloom is going to outlive these guys. He is not the first on the – on the uh, danger zone. I mean, <laughs> you're probably right, and it's so strange that we can say that now when Heim Bloom is coming off last place debacle, Bruins coming off record-setting start. Yeah. All right. So let's see where the next turn goes here. I imagine there will be uh, some more quotes coming out in the next hour or so from the Bruins uh, media avail. I don't know that anybody but Felino has spoken though. Uh, I guess yeah, but he has spoken for everybody. He, he did speaking, not just say speaking true. for myself. He said for the guys. Like he talked about the group as a whole in the uh, in the dressing room. Uh, Fluto Shinzawa's article has just posted, but I don't think uh, – no, this is his column from earlier today. So the, there are no new quotes yet, but I, I imagine there will be. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, here is a quick version before I get out of here. Uh-oh. All right. 
More hostage Bergeron takes. All right, Patrice Bergeron on the Miller signing. Quote, the culture we build here goes against that type of behavior. We're a team built with character and character people. What he did is unacceptable, and we don't stand by that. In this locker room, we are all about inclusion, diversity, respect. Those are key words and core values that we have. We expect guys to wear this jersey to be high-character people with integrity and respect. Hopefully there is growth and change, end quote. So he's not saying they're going to riot. He's saying... Basically, they're hoping for, you know. I would say he's being more of a company man yeah, than he is. Felino. More so than Felino. Who was being, I thought, more truthful and honest and oh, accurate. All right. Fitzy steps into the mess. One to three. <laughs> it's Fitzy and Hart leading into the game of the year so far in college football. We have uh, on 93.7 today, uh, Tennessee. You've, uh, have you been watching the Vols and uh, yes. their quarterback hookers? Maybe the most exciting team in college football. What is the uh, spread on that game, by the way? I eight and a half. Eight and a half against Georgia. Georgia. All right. Take Tennessee plus eight and a half. I, like I think it. so. I think it's going to be a better game than that. Anyway, it'll be on 93.7 after Fitzy and Hart. But uh, for now, keep your uh, calls coming. Sweeney and Cam Neely stepping into the uh, crossfire here today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.